Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the word of God bless you today. So before we turn to our gospel read, I want to just say I get really excited about food. Anybody else get really excited about food? Yeah, so I love that story of Jesus feeding all of those people because it's a story about food. In our house, we plan our whole lives around meals. In fact, in, in our home, on a, uh, the week is kind of planned around food. So on Tuesday, we have Taco Tuesday, which we make use of whatever's left in the refrigerator uh, from over the weekend, and we put it in tortillas or on salads, and that's Taco Tuesday. And then Thursday, which, which in the South we call Thursday, we have curry Thursday, um, so we make some kind of curry, and uh, and River loves that. And she, when she wants seconds of whatever we're having, whether it's butter, chicken, or whatever it is, she just says, "Can I have some more curry Thursday?" And they know our life is patterned around our meals. Friday is what I one of my favorites. I love cooking on Fridays um, because it's the end of the week. And we've been building towards this, and, and, and so Friday feels like this celebration. I usually cook a special meal on Fridays to kind of kick off the weekend. And then most days, we sit down for dinner around the table, the four of us, and, and uh, this week, the six of us. And we've, we've, at, when we've been together this week, we've literally been eating a meal and planning the next meal. I don't know if anybody does that, but that's how we kind of planned our week together with the grandparents. What are we going to eat? That's that game. And then, then we can figure out what we'll do. We're going to figure out what we eat, and then that will dictate the rest of it. And so we would gather around the table, and, um, and, and we, we always pray. We thank God for this food that we're about to eat, and then we talk about what we are eating. We, we, we like to discuss the food that, that we're eating. It's part of, of the conversation. And, and then often, you can imagine, with, with two little kids, we're persuading them sometimes to taste, just taste it at least, taste whatever we've prepared, because, you know, we've, we've cooked it. And I really like to watch my children enjoy something that I've prepared because I, I love them, and it feels good when I see them experiencing my love and enjoying it in food. Because in that way, I can actually see them taste my love for them. Recently, uh, Lydia Grace, she just turned seven on, on Monday, and she has been discovering, I'm going to talk about you for a second, Lydia. She's been discovering the joy of cooking and it really makes me so happy to watch her do this. On Saturdays, we've done this a couple 
weeks now. Uh, she gets up early and she gets into the kitchen and she makes the coffee and she washes the berries and she scrambles the eggs and she toasts the toast and then she arranges it on the plates and it, it, is, it is an artistic uh, presentation of our breakfast and it is so great to see her fall in love with that. Our, our growing edge is timing so that everything's warm. But, you know, we, we, we're, we're celebrating uh, together this joy that it is to see her uh, explore the kitchen and enjoy the food that she's prepared for us. We have in that opportunity, it's a really cool thing as a parent to taste and see her love for us in, in that desire to set this table and, and to know, you know, in some way where she, where she picked that up. There's actually a command in the Bible. It comes from Psalm 34, verse 8, and it says, Taste and see the Lord is good. Taste and see the Lord is good. That is a command in the Bible, it's not one of the ten, it's not the two greatest, but it is a command in the Bible from Psalm 34, verse 8. Frame it, put it in your kitchen, put it in your dining room. Taste and see the Lord is good. Beloved, the good news of the gospel is this, that God has commanded us to make good use of our sense of taste. And that is the heart of our sermon series this Lent, to explore the glory of the Lord using our God-given senses. Because God created us as these sensory creatures and then filled the world with delicious things to eat and feasts of color for the eye and sweet, sweet music to the ear. And so today we taste and see the goodness of God, that this is a command. This is a command that I delight in keeping and a command that God delights in seeing us enjoy. We see this delight in the story that we are about to hear together, the story of the prodigal son. So I invite you now to please rise in body or in spirit. The Holy Gospel according to Luke in the 15th chapter. Glory to you, O God. Now, all of the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and scribes were, were grumbling. And they were saying, well, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable. Why don't you have a seat to hear this parable? It's a long one. <laughs> Jesus said to them, you know, there was a man, he had two sons. The younger of them, he said to his father one day, Father, go ahead and give me my share of the property that will belong to me. And so the father divided his property between his two sons. A few days later, 
The younger son, he gathered all that he had, all that he had just been given, and then he traveled to a distant country. And there, he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything in a severe famine, took place throughout that country, and he began to have need. So he went and he hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. And, he, you know, he was so in such a hard shape, he would have gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating. And no one gave him anything. When he came to himself, he said, how many of my own father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am, dying of hunger. You know, I'll, I'll get up and I will go to my father and I'll say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. So just treat me like one of your hired hands. And so he set off and he went to his father. But, but while he was still far off, while he was still far off, his father saw him. His father saw him while he was still far off and was filled with compassion and he ran and he put his arms around him and he kissed him and then the son said to him father i have sinned against heaven and before you i'm no longer worthy to be called your son but the father he said to his slaves quickly bring out a robe the best one. Put it on him. Put a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet, and, and, and get the fatted calf. Get the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son, well, he was in the field. And when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called to one of the slaves. He said, well, what's going on? And the slave replied, well, your, your brother has come. And your father, he killed the fatted calf because he's got him back, you know, safe and sound. And then he became, he became angry. He refused to go in. Hmm. His father came out. He began to plead with his son. But he answered his father, listen, all these years, I have been working like a slave for you. I've never disobeyed your command. You've never even given me a goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, 
comes back who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed a fatted calf for him. And the father said to him, son, son, you're always with me. All that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead, has come back to life. He was lost. He has been found. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is one of Jesus' stories that gets right at the heart of who God is and what God is like. Did you notice how the whole story started? Some folks were grumbling about Jesus' choice to eat with sinners. There were people grumbling because they had an opinion on who Jesus should not be spending time with at a table. Imagine that. People grumbling. Who Who can conceive of such a thing as people grumbling? So Jesus tells the story about a father and his two sons, and You heard the whole thing comes to a head when the father throws this feast for his younger son who left home and wasted all his money, made all of the mistakes, lived this generally selfish and irresponsible life. But that does not change the father's love for his son when his boy finally comes home, full of shame. Out of the father's love, out of his joy, there appears not only instant forgiveness, but the father says, let us eat and celebrate. Jesus tells us this story to teach us that this is exactly what his father is like. And of course, the older, responsible son, he struggles with this. He hears the music and the dancing. He smells the roasting meat and he refuses to go in. But the father, he longs to celebrate with all of his children. So he's not in at the party. He is yet again outside, back outside where he was when he was waiting for his younger son to return. The father is back outside pleading now for his older son to come in and feast. Son, he says, son, we we had to celebrate and rejoice because your brother was dead to us, but here he is back in our lives. He's lost, but he's been found. We had to celebrate and rejoice. That is exactly what God is like. That is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God sets a table, hosts the feast, 
fills it with fine food and music and dancing, but only when all of the lost and the wandering and the broken down are safely home and still God waits and pleads with the last grumbling holdouts to come and enjoy, come and enjoy this feast. Taste and see the love God has for his children. Jesus is the same way. I think Jesus was definitely a foodie. Any foodies here? Yeah, we have quite a few. I mean, this, at this church, we don't hardly do anything without a meal, including worship, right? I think we've got a lot of foodies here. Jesus is definitely one of them. He is eating so much in the Gospels. From that wedding banquet where he performs his very first miracle, turning water into wine to keep the celebration going. To the meals that stirred controversy because he ate with sinners. He broke religious laws to allow for his disciples to eat on the Sabbath. He told his disciples, I want you all to be salt for the world. You all are salt for the world, which is to say that the followers of Jesus should be the ones adding flavor to life. Christians aren't supposed to leave a bad taste in the mouths of those they meet. We aren't supposed to be bland and, and boring. He said, be salt, be flavorful, add enjoyment to the world. At the Last Supper, what did Jesus do? broke bread, he gave it to his disciples, and he said, we're going to eat. Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this. Every time you do this, I want you to remember me. He knew how strong, I think, the connection between food and memory is. So now every time we do this, we remember him. We remember as we eat this bread and we taste this wine, we remember the goodness and the grace and the hospitality and the love of Jesus. He was such a foodie. After Jesus rose from the dead, do you know what he does? It said he was walking along the road one day and his disciples, they didn't recognize him because the last time they saw him, he was, again, dead. So they didn't recognize him. They're walking along the road. They're telling him a whole story about this. He said, why are you so sad? He told him a whole story about this horrible thing that just happened. And, and they go the whole way, and they're like, it's getting late. Come eat with us. So they go into the house, and then it was in the moment that he broke the bread and ate it that they saw, oh my Lord, it's Jesus. They saw him eating, and they could not mistake. This is Jesus back from the dead. He was such a foodie. You know, before he ascended into heaven, Jesus appeared on the beach while some of the disciples were returning from a fishing trip. They were dragging onto shore this net filled with 152 fish. And you know, you know what Jesus was doing? John says he was sitting by a charcoal fire on the beach, toasting some bread, grilling some fish. And he calls out to them and he says, 
hey, come have breakfast. <laughs> Life with Jesus was centered around food. To be with Jesus was to be with one who enjoyed food and fellowship, who wanted those with him to taste and see that the Lord is good. Here's why that is so important. It's not just that Jesus enjoyed a good meal. Jesus was communicating something really important to us about God. Something that I think people forget. And it is that God is good. God is only good. God loves you. God wants you to have a good and beautiful life that you enjoy all of the flavors. Where did we get all of these flavors? But from God. God wants us to enjoy. And, I, and there are folks that I know, and maybe some of you worry about this sometimes too. There are folks who feel like they have to walk on eggshells around God. But I'm going to tell you the only eggshells that God cares about are those that are broken up and while you're making an omelet. God doesn't want us to walk on eggshells around God. God created us to enjoy life and to not be afraid of constantly disappointing God. God is always down to celebrate and rejoice. Now, I know that there are folks out there who have created a culture of fear around God, afraid of doing or believing the wrong thing, afraid of going to hell, afraid of being too judgmental or not judgmental enough, afraid that enjoying life is somehow unchristian. But that's not what the Bible shows us about God. We see in Jesus a God who enjoys life, and helps others enjoy life too. Jesus sees crowds of thousands of hungry people and he tells his followers, you feed them. Jesus brings a little girl back from the dead and the first thing he says is, get this girl something to eat. It's in God's nature to welcome everyone home to a banquet of love. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Carla Hoyos is a chef from Miami. When Russia attacked Ukraine and started the largest refugee crisis in Europe since World War II, Carla packed up and headed to Poland where she is now cooking for refugees on the border of Ukraine. She posted on her Instagram account just a few days ago a picture of her stirring this massive pot of, of stew. And then another picture of this mother in a pink backpack, kneeling down to share her soup with her young daughter, and Carla wrote in the caption, she said, a couple of days ago, I had a little shock moment where everything kind of hit me. Processing so much suffering in front of my eyes was just hard. And I said to myself that I would stay in the kitchen. I would not go back to the border because it's really affecting me. She said, yesterday I needed 
to go to deliver meals in an urgent matter, and so I, I went again. And as we were bringing in the pots with the hot meals, chicken and potato stew, in below freezing temperatures, in, she says, in this cold that I have never experienced before. She said, I glanced at this family eagerly enjoying the meals that our team had just served them. The little girl was eating with so much joy and you could tell the soup was steaming hot but comforting. She said, and and it hit me. This is why I do what I do. This is what it is all about. For some, it might just be a plate of hot food But it is more than that. It's hope. It's love. And a reminder they are not alone. And this is who God is. This is what God knows about feeding us. This is why God has blessed us with the ability to taste and see that even in a world that bombs innocence, in a neighborhood where children die from gun violence, in a nation where people hunger and wander and are lonely and desperate, miraculously, a simple meal within the sound of rockets is enough to bring hope, love, and joy. Where even the most broken in that moment taste and see, the Lord is good. God is doing what God loves to do. Welcoming the wanderer home, reminding us that he is our brother, Welcoming the the refugee to the table, reminding us that she is our sister. Serving us hope and love, reminding us that we are not alone in this. Take and eat, he tells us. It's my body given for you. So we have celebrate and to rejoice. Thanks be to God. Amen. listening to the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored you joined us. If you're in Harrisburg, we welcome you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030. To find out more about our church as well as the free health services we offer, visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org. Our theme music is by Lucian Kemper. I hope today's sermon blessed you and you'll join us again. Until then, may God be with you. Thank you.